This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are continuing our reflections on the weekend during which Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust 2019 occurred. This was a very busy weekend in For the dance. line dance world. It really was. There was a lot going on. Um, I know we had some of our folks from Jackson, mm-hmm. which is in located in San Francisco, mm-hmm. travel down south to meet some of our folks in San Diego for a wild weekend of dancing and living it up. I believe there was even a podcast interview happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly who was in it other than BJ the host and mm-hmm. our friend Liz Cole. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out. Hey girl, what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that episode. Yes, I, I would very much like to know what they thought of their trip to San Diego and if they've seen any differences or similarities between the two dance groups. I know in other videos, Megan Allers was dancing with them, and Owen was there wearing his chubbies. Yes. I think, what was what are his other names at stage? Uh, Jessica Leventer. Oh, yes. I was thinking of Owen. He had other names like Memphis or... Oh, yeah. He gave us so many. I just remember him as Owen. Hmm. So, he did. He had like three or four different nicknames, and they were all places hmm. besides Owen, his actual name. So. Mm-hmm. Owen Mike was there. Country yeah. Mike SF. Yep. Um, so they had a good time down in San Diego from what it looked like from pictures and videos. I was so happy. Even though we haven't done this dance ourselves much lately, um, just because we... So many dances, so little time. Um, and there aren't always opportunities to dance it, but I was so happy to see them dance more dessert to the song Dessert by Darwin featuring Salento. And I think they captioned that video, something to the effect of NorCal versus SoCal dueling again or something like that. Because you could see San Diego people, I'm assuming, at one of the Moonshine locations dancing after party to the song Dessert. And I want to say our folks, people we know. I'm claiming them, they're ours. Yes. (laughs) Uh, They were dancing more Dessert. Just that knowledge of... A, a more challenging dance, a longer phrased dance, and perhaps even knowledge that choreographers exist, such as Guyton Mundy and I believe Claire Wallman, like that made me happy to see. Yeah, it's it's one thing to learn any dance. It's another thing to take a step out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself with a harder dance that maybe doesn't have more like familiar movements in it. And I do have to give a huge shout out for our Jackson folk, um, who I think will actually soon also be dancing at Westwood mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah, I believe it's open now. Oh, okay. Um, for being up to the challenge of learning and challenging themselves with new dances that they haven't seen before and harder, faster, weirder movements, whatever the case may be. And they've definitely raised the bar for themselves. And I'm definitely proud to call them my friends because of that. Also, one one 
clip that made me especially happy to see, speaking of Guyton, was watching them dance Psycho. Just yeah. sweet but psycho. That was one of the dances that we went over in Liz's backyard in San Francisco. And there are other dances choreographed to the song and longer. and They are options as well. But before any of these dances existed, I think maybe Valsari had a, a beginner dance out for it. In terms of more challenging, syncopated sort of dances, things didn't exist at the time that I really wanted to dance this dance. So we started dancing Psycho instead. We didn't choreograph anything to it. We just danced Psycho by Guyton, Mundy, and Jill Babinick. Right. And I got very attached to it. So even as other new dances came out to the song Sweet But Psycho by Eva Max, we just kept dancing Psycho. I just love how it hits it. it mm-hmm. It's fun and it is faster than the original for sure. Um, but I am so glad that you found that song switch option because I really like the song and I like classic dances. So the fact that we were able to keep that one alive just a little bit longer makes me happy. And I'm so glad that you shared that dance with our folks from Jackson. When you teach a dance to someone, you don't know whether they're going to like it or keep it or continue to dance it. Seeing them dance it this long after that teach makes me feel like Showing up and sharing something like that with them must have made some kind of impact or or mattered to them or made them want to continue dancing that dance. And that just gives me all kind of warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. Yeah. What else was going on besides what was in Colorado? W-W-L-A in L-A. Yeah. (laughs) And that's hosted by the Wranglers of Los Angeles. And what does the other W stand for? Is uh, it? Western Wranglers, maybe? maybe? I'm trying to think. Why we Google it? I'm working on it now. Oh, maybe it's Wrangler Weekend LA. Ha, maybe that's ha. what it is. I think that's what it is. Joey Warren was the, one of their special guest instructors. I believe Anne-Marie was one as well. I think Rick and John also may have been teaching. Well, definitely Rick was there. Mm-hmm. I think Jono taught some dances that I didn't recognize the names Wrangler of. Weekend Los Angeles is a three-day country dance event filled with workshops, social dancing performances, and fun. Hmm. Yeah, we saw some videos come out of that event little by little over the course of the weekend as well, including dance throughs or dance snippets of In the Six, mm-hmm. Wiser and Older. Yes! Okay. I'm going to go off on a tangent really Go right ahead. Quick. I think those are the only two I remember. <laughs> um, wiser and Older. Love, 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 love this dance by Joey Warren. I think he struck gold. I have never been able to pick up a dance so quickly, so effortlessly, and be able to add arm movements and technique into the dance right away and be moved by such a connection between the steps and the music that I, this has got to be the dance that replaces Lay Low as my top favorite dance, which Yikes. says something. That's because huge. I love, love, love me some Lay Low. And both those dances are must-learns. And if you have not had a chance to check out 
wiser and older. Seriously, you got to look it up on Google or Facebook or YouTube or something. It's it, Joey is just a genius with this dance, and I'm so, so thankful that he was able to choreograph such a beautiful piece. So thank you, Joey Warren, for that. And that is my soapbox that I took out of the closet and put back in. <laughs> what can you tell me about In the Six, which I also have not learned? Uh, in the Six, it is quite the dance mm. by Joey Warren and Shane McKeever. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of movement to it. Mm-hmm. There is an interesting restart business that happens where you drop like 16 counts somewhere and then you start in the middle of the dance so you drop like count 17 through 32 and then you start on count 33 Mm -hmm. um it hits really nicely i have to say my favorite part is the ending where you jump forward and do apple jacks it's fun and i've never seen like something like that choreographed in so I, I definitely like that one as well. Hmm. Um, I do not have that one perfected, though. I have the schedule from the 8th Annual WWLA in front of me. Thank you. I was looking for that. Yeah, and I will have very little to say about the couples dancing that happened at the same time as uh, line dance workshops because I'm not a couples dancer, so if you can... Check those out yourself at thelawranglers.com. However, I will go down the line for line dances. In the Garland Ballroom, line dances that were taught. 9 to 9.50 a.m. They all end with like a 50 or a 20 or something. So they're just 50-minute sessions in general. First, we had Cry Pretty, Scott Shrank. Body Talks, taught by Michael Metzger. That was probably Darren's dance, Body Talks. But I would have to double-check that to be sure. Anne-Marie Dunn. Taught How I Feel, a.k.a. Emergency, Wake Me Up, and Toka, Toka, Toka. Then there was an hour and a half lunch break. Then John O. Lieberman taught every single night. Joey Warren taught Boys, Boys, choreographed by himself and Scott Blevins. Then Rick Dominguez taught Let Me See You Move. Then Joey Warren taught In the Six, speaking of In the Six. Scott Schrank taught Someday, Someway. Michael Metzger taught. I'm going to let you read this one because I think you'll get... Uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, a.k.a. Mary Poppins. More of a kick out of it. Yes. Then we had a break. We had Anne-Marie Dunn teach Country Strong, which we learned at Stagecoach, California Country, California's Country Music Festival this year. And The Bounce by Scott Blevins and Joe Thompson-Smansky. Joey Warren taught Wiser and Older. Yay, Joey! Rick Dominguez taught Come Alive. John O'Lieberman taught It's the Real Thing. There was a break, and I assume after that there was open dance, but uh, there's nothing on the calendar that says whether there was open dance. If you scroll up a little bit higher, though, I believe it says there was a Saturday night ball from 8 to 12 a, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at the Garland Hotel. There was a Sunday night hoedown, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Oil Can Harry's. And if you scroll back far enough to Friday, there was a <clears throat> boots, bras, and briefs 
Welcome dance. At Oil Can Harry's, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. That sounds like a good time. I saw some photos come out from that, and they, they definitely look like they were able to keep cool with all of the heat that I'm sure was flying about from dancing and mingling. I know that there was four of our friends. I will leave them nameless because I have <laughs> not gotten their approval. Four of, their fr- four of our friends that went in their bras and skirts or shorts, mm-hmm. but they had their bras designed like mermaids. Oh. So they went in kind of like a mermaid theme so that they can enjoy the night but also have a little extra fun so um i was really pleased to see so many of our friends Mm -hmm. at wwla Mm -hmm. because we had a few people from northern california go down and that was really cool as well as a lot of people that i met for the first time at stagecoach which there can be quite the line between country slash bar dancing and circuit event travelers. And to see these people who are at Stagecoach in the more, tra- you know, in the country slash bar venue side, jump over and look like they were having a blast at a quote unquote circuit event was really cool to know that they're willing to go outside what they're used to to experience more line dancing. And I think if we had more events such as WWLA staff this year where we had Miss Anne Marie teaching alongside Scott Shrank and uh, Joey Warren, you're going to have a better crossover into both worlds. So the people who are more used to the circuit get exposed to the bar stuff, and the people who are more used to the bar get exposed to the circuit. And you get to realize that there's really not that big of a line. There's really not. The line is imaginary, and we've created it ourselves. And there's more crossover than we think. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad to see that happen. Was there anything else of note that you can think of in the dance world that jumps out at you other than Jackson takes San Diego plus Pikes Peak and WWLA, I guess I should say like the New Day says it, WWLA dance event. Well, other, All on the same weekend. Other than, you know, our friends dancing at their regular venues... I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there's something somewhere in the UK or mm-hmm. Australia or something. Dave Baycroft, I think, just posted a gigantic playlist, but I'm not sure what it was for exactly. Some, oh, some event. Um, what about our Bay Area? Do we have something happening with Millie's class or is that upcoming? Oh, I think they have the retro night that they have uh, will be coming up in a bit. Okay. I think they had a social on Sunday, though. Okay, they had a social. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much dance going on and I love it. Yeah. Uh, circling back around yeah, to we, Pikes to Peak. Where we were at. We started our day nice and early on Friday. I think that is when we did our video tutorials for the DVD. Yes. We did walkthroughs. 
of all of the dances that we taught over the course of the weekend. I think that started around 10 mm. or so. I think my recording was 10. It was scheduled for 10.50 to 11.15, but the previous tutorial recording went a little over time. So I started a little later, ended a little later. Yours was immediately after mine, so that started and ended a little later. I had a lot of fun with it. I think we did all of those in one take, and if you said something unexpected, you just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, I definitely had a couple mishaps, and Dave Bingham, who was one of the event directors who was recording it, kind of looked at me like he was about to stop, and I was just kind of like, let's do that one more time the correct way instead. And sometimes those bloopers are, are worth keeping in because it makes it so that you realize as the dancer that nobody's perfect and it happens. Also, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to say once the record button started uh, capturing everything. I would recommend buying the DVD just for entertainment value. <laughs> yes, um, I know yours was very entertaining to listen to. I believe at one point Jill introduces herself not as Jill, but as somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I definitely... Now that this is the second time I've done recording for an event, which is totally different than what I've been doing the last couple weeks, which is recording tutorials in my living room, dance space, that I get to then go through and re-record and re-record and really get correct and then go through and edit so that what I put out is something I feel confident that a dancer will be able to pick up immediately and clearly. This was not the case because I knew we were on a time schedule and I knew we had classes to get to and a, a welcome announcements to get to. So I just kind of went with it and you got what you got and mm -hmm. hopefully it came across as endearing. <laughs> <laughs> Did we go to Target earlier or later in the day? I went in the morning. Ah. Uh, because I remember messaging you prior to the videos saying that I picked up some gel in case you wanted to use gel. Hmm. I wonder if I went after recording. That would have been about that right time. Because um, then we had, I mean, after yours were done, we had a lot of time before welcome and announcements at 12.55. It's possible that I napped. At some point, I probably went upstairs. I think we went back... After our recording, I think we went back to our rooms, mm -hmm. and I think we went during dinner hmm. to Target, because I feel okay. like it was later. Because I remember you were in somebody's lesson pretty early. Oh, yeah. We, once we I get to lessons, I'm like in... I, I can point out where I was. Oh, I think you were in the 1 to 150 class that I went with Jill and Julie over to Vizzoli's and I got you lunch. So we didn't have to go anywhere for dinner. So we went and used that time for Target, I believe. That would make sense. Moving on to the lessons. From 1 to 150, Joe taught fall so fast, but I attended John's cowboy sweetness and wallflower lessons in the beginner yes. room. I really did want to take fall so fast, but with how much energy I was lacking. I knew food was going to be the smarter choice because I had a lesson two hours later. Mm. But it was Miss Carrie's birthday 
on the same time, day that Joe taught fall so fast. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. I wore my Carrie shirt the whole day. Yay. Until evening. And I wore so, black. That would be Miss Carrie Mouse, by the way, mm-hmm. for reference sake. Yes, for those of us um, who danced it this semester at Sonoma State Line Dance Club, she is half of 85. Rachel McEnany White and Carrie Mouse choreographed 85. Carrie also choreographed All Kachi All Night Long, a different version of Happy Dance than the up, 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 bottom, bump. Uh, and she also she has also, Be Bored. Yes, with Miss Megan Barsulia. And I thought that there was another big one. Oh, Grow with Shane McKeever. I was yes. like, I knew there was something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually just released one with John O'Lieberman as well. Ooh. And I think she released one with Rob Holly. Hmm. So. I'll keep an eye out for those. She's definitely got got some dances in the works and mm-hmm. on the on the charts somewhere. Oh, the one with Rob. Is that the one that's like, uh, I love a party or yeah. don't threaten me with a good time or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I took some notes during John's teach and some of this may include things that joanne has said some of it may be from other beginner lessons but i just put them all in one giant paragraph in party in the back i have a vine to the right where you kick the left across the right you step together you kick the right across the left and then you kick back left across right there's something in one of the dances he taught that looks similar where you kick across but he said if you have balance issues you can just touch the toe across rather than kick on one leg. I thought that was an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. So I included that in my party in the back teach as an option for people to just keep their feet grounded. You don't have to kick across. You can touch your toe across. John also described the jazz box by having people look down at the tiles on the floor, crossing their right leg or their right foot over their left foot toward the upper left corner of the tile. They then step the left foot back to the bottom left corner. They step the right to the side to the bottom right corner and they step the left forward in the direction of the top right corner. It's very easy then to see the square in jazz square. And if you are fortunate enough to be dancing in a nice fancy pants ballroom with those kinds of smooth tiles and you're not just somewhere that has beams that go across the floor and in horizontal rows you will be able to use that as well for your teaches of how to do a jazz square slash jazz box slash if you put your feet together jazz triangle let's see what else we had here oh yes if you do cues at the top of the new wall that can help wall leaders who may not have volunteered to be wall leaders um, remember how to start the dance. Let's say you do a dance that's four walls and you have everybody on board until the very end when they turn a quarter to the left. Even if during most of the dance you don't feel the need to call the entire dance, it is still nice during a first teach to call out how the dance starts. So let's say you're doing Cupid Shuffle, you've described the whole dance, you've gone all the way around, and you think, okay, well, I can stop calling it now because they're facing the front, they can see my feet, they don't need the calls anymore. Once they turn to the left, they might space out for a second, and all you need to do is say, okay, now to the right. And then they do the to the right. To the left. All right, now kicks. 
And then just little things. I mean, it might be a bad example because they actually say that in the music. But uh, queuing at the top of each new wall can help for the wall leaders. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, yes. And remind learners that AB dances, absolute beginner dances, can be used as floor splits. They stressed, uh, John and Joanne, I, I think, both said these beginner dances are great to learn not only for themselves as choreographed to whatever original song, but as floor splits, yeah. which we ended up doing a lot of during open dance. Not everybody knows the latest, hottest 64 count AB intermediate dance, but I think a lot of people in there, out in any ballroom uh, in event slash circuit land will know Mama Maria. Right. A lot of them will know Asi. And if uh, they don't, those are ones that they can pick up too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm very much looking forward to when we get to our Saturday night playlist as I wrote down all of the floor splits that we used and which dances we used them with. Let's see if there were any other beginner tips that I got from the beginner ballroom. Oh, yes, you prep the weight on the ball of the foot before motion. So if you are walking forward on the right, you prep the weight that uh, is going to propel you onto the opposite foot. If you need to step your right foot forward, you shift your weight to the left and then start moving forward. Just that little bit of tip can help people who may have balanced weight or may have weight on the wrong foot. And you just, oh gosh, my weight's on the right, but I need to go to, the, I need to go forward. I need to go right with my right foot. Right. And then suddenly you're count behind, you're flustered. Everyone else is moving on past you. Just preparing people with where your weight starts. Weight is on the left, going forward on the right. Bam, you know, that can get everyone off on the right foot. Ah. Ah. Yeah, I definitely know Joe went over that as well as John went over that Mm -hmm. in their technique classes throughout the weekend about making sure you prep your weight before the dance starts because if you're completely split 50-50 weight on left, weight on on right, you have a 50-50 shot of how the dance starts versus if you have your weight all the way on the left and it starts on the right, your right foot is free, so you have to step with your right. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely about prepping yourself for success. Yep. After John's class, I stuck around in the beginner room for Joanne's teach of Oh Baby and Broken and Beautiful. And in the other ballroom, Raymond at two o'clock taught Tamont and La Cumbia. After that, we both went into the intermediate slash advanced slash improver room for your three o'clock teach of Devils in the Canyon while Jill taught Bada Boom Bada Bang in the other room. Yes. So I was excited to teach this dance. What kind of preparation did you do to be sure that you were ready for the debut lesson of a long-awaited I was excited to teach this dance. (laughs) And when when you say excited... I was excited. How do we translate that into Megan terms? Well, Megan likes to say excited when she's nervous. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why she says this... If you've ever heard it before, I apologize. If not, this is new information. Keep it how you like it. Your body... When, is, when it's nervous or excited, physically 
goes through the same chemical changes. So the only difference between being excited and being nervous is how your brain explains it. So it's a tip that I learned from, I believe it was Mel Robbins, that if you change the way you think, because your body's looking for an explanation as to why it's accelerated heart rate and you know you have this energy, you kind of like fight or flight kind of stage, and if you can give it a logical explanation, then you can calm yourself down in a way. Like if you're excited, it starts to turn into a happy positive versus if you're nervous, you can psych yourself out and chicken out and all of the above negative consequences happen. However, I was excited to teach this dance. Now, the reason why I was excited to teach this dance was because back in September, I fell in love with this song. Love, love, love. And I knew I had to do something to it. I also tried to do a little bit to it and couldn't quite place it. I didn't quite have the steps I wanted. I didn't have the flow I wanted. There was something missing. And in October, I was sitting with you after we hung out going over dances and we started playing music for each other, which we we do occasionally, just in case there's something that the other person hears that's been on our potential list forever. And they're like, oh, I can do something with that. Then at least potentially you have a dance that you can do something with it. And after not even like 30 seconds of the song, you were in. You were all in. You loved the sound of it. And it just got better and better for you. And I was through the roof excited, genuinely excited, because I knew that if I could bring you on board, we could have a fun dance. So the very next day you started choreographing and I'm like, wait, 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 no, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me, you don't understand, this is my baby. So I arranged it with you to meet up and then we played with choreography and had a draft and then we shelved it because we knew it wasn't done. And then in January, we revisited it and we tweaked it and had a whole new dance, basically, minus like, I think 24 counts or something like that. And then we shelved it because we knew it wasn't quite the right time yet. And we talked about the idea of visiting it before Pike's Peak um, sheets were due because we knew that we had the opportunity that since both of us were going to be there and we were splitting teaching that this was a good opportunity for both of us to bring another dance that we both have and we were able to listen to it again and get re-inspired and work out the last little kinks just in time for us to finish the step sheet and submit it and I'm so happy with how it turned out And the response we've gotten from people has been very, 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 very special and wonderful. And potentially a couple people have even asked for the step sheet because it is still unreleased at the moment um, so that they can teach it. I did put up a little demo clip of us dancing it because Cheryl was nice enough at this no videoing unless you have a video pass event 
So you can purchase a video pass. You hear that, Jody? You can purchase a video pass so that you can video. Otherwise, you can't video. And she was nice enough to film the demo for us. So I put it up on Instagram and on Facebook. So it is out there now a little bit. And I... I'm glad it's out there. Mm. One thing I know about myself and about most instructors, because I've had this conversation with Michael Barr as well, the first teach is always the teach that you work out all the kinks with. And this was my first teach, not only of the weekend, but of this dance. So I had a few kinks to work out. And now that I've taught it and I have a little bit better idea of where I, as an instructor, can clarify things or be a little bit more confident in how I'm delivering counts or just explain a move differently, I am excited to potentially teach it again. Um, I just, I love the music. The music is just what makes this dance, hands down. And I want to thank you for being a part of it. Every time I hear that song, I just, it fires me up. I am able to picture the dance enough that I can do it in my head. Some dances you can't really quite apprehend the shape of it, just in your imagination. But this this song makes me want to do the dance. And I love the way how it can go off, it can seem like it goes off phrase and then just hit other stuff. It, it hits in another place you might not have expected. And it also comes back around to the top of the dance. It does. After some number of counts. Yeah. It's, it's a very satisfying dance to dance. And I'm glad that we took the time to really be sure we were done. Right. I, I know there's so, certain dances that you're like, oh my gosh, I, I finished that in like five or 10 minutes. What the heck? Is that really done? And yeah, okay, it's done. Cool. Yeah, it feels great. And then there's other dances that you just really want to make sure you do justice to the song because there's something about that song that you're like, no, I want to make sure that this is the dance for the song. Especially when... It's kind of an underground track. Like this one was with its 6,000 something views on YouTube in how many months. You cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. Once the song is out there, people are going to do with it what they want. And we may have mentioned in a previous episode, I was sitting on the song Satisfied by Max and Galantis for months. And I had plans to work on it with another choreographer and we ended up not finishing anything or starting anything to it. And we did a different dance instead, but I was still sitting on that song. No one was playing this song. No one was listening to it that I was aware of. And then Amy, our, our dear friend Amy, Glass now Bailey, came out with a dance called Satisfied to the song. And you know, it hit well. It uh, hit places that I wouldn't necessarily have like thought of myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have done something different there because I might have missed something or maybe we just would have hit things differently. But it was enough that I could look at it and be like, okay, I will stand behind this dance right. because I like this song. I like Amy. And I think she did a tremendous job of making it satisfying to move to that music. So it was satisfying to move to satisfied? I would say I was satisfied with satisfied. <laughs> and then, somehow, Southern California discovered the song as well 
but somehow also missed the dance and started dancing something else to it. I think Groovy Love. It's one of their song changes for Groovy Love in parts of the state. I'll and stick to my ACDC song switch. <laughs> oh, you shook me all night long for, <laughs> for Groovy Love. Um, and that trend has moved somewhat uh, n- northernly, northwardly, um, and in some places in Northern California, it is danced. Groovy Love is danced to the song Satisfied. And Reno. And also in Reno. And I still like Amy's dance. I love Amy's dance. I still dance. think that if you enjoy the song enough to want to do specific movements with it, it's worth learning Amy's dance. Yeah. And yet she cannot force everyone no. to to learn that dance just because the song is now out there. But she had to take that risk in making people aware of the song by mm-hmm. releasing a dance to it. Once it's out there, yeah, people might do Groovy Love to it. Maybe they'll do Mbop, After Party, MIB, Tropicana Parking Lot, any of the other many dances that right. eat songs um, as their way of staying fresh and, and, and song alive. switching. Sometimes it is worth learning a specific dance to that song. Sometimes it's there aren't enough dances out there that you think really hit the music, so you just do a song change on an existing dance. I think Satisfied would be worth a second look for people who are dancing something else to yeah. that song. And I, I'm not going to go as far as to say like they owe it to Amy for like putting it out into the world because I mean anyone can use Spotify I found it through Spotify but I don't think that it would have been discovered quite as quickly if she hadn't released a dance of her own to it with Devils in the Canyon oh man if anybody else oh I would have I would have cried yeah I would have cried I every time someone says I have a new dance my heart just like skipped a beat in the sense of like oh no tell me it's oh thank heavens it's not my dance Mm. it's not my song that's happened to us many times. Like we sat on London for oh, over a long. year. I way put together long. some counts to it. We never finished anything to it. Michael Metzger created a dance for it, and it's just devastating. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that it was somebody that we know. It's somebody from San Francisco, but like it's not the dance that my soul would have would have composed. And then you know, just in the last few months, somebody else found the song. And I haven't even seen that dance to it. I just saw that they were releasing something to the song. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that can happen. Like you, you, you can sit and wait and hope nobody else finds it. And maybe you'll be ready with your dance by the time something perfect, I don't know, composes itself for you. Right. But... If you, you run the if, risk. yeah, yeah, if you put out an imperfect dance to it, somebody else might perfect it, and then they have the dance to your song that people want to dance, which is fine. You can dance your own in the corner. I do that with hand claps sometimes. Um, and if you don't release anything, somebody still might find it, even if you think you're protecting the song or whatever, waiting right. for the right moment. Somebody else might still find it, and then cat's out of the bag. I was working on Sucker, and Julia Wetzel put something out to Sucker, and I'm just happy she did such a bang-up job with it. Like, it feels good to dance hers. I wouldn't even have wanted to dance whatever draft I was coming up with, but 
In comparison, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, that's one of those things that you have to decide. Like, do I release now and just put it out there that this this song exists, but I think I've figured out the steps that match it best? Or do you wait and then somebody else scoops you? Right. Or do you see what has come out and be like, you know what? I don't care. This is my art. I'm going to release it. Right. Because you can do that too. You can just say, you know what? I care so much about the dance I've put together to it. Y'all can, Simon, Simon with Hypnotized Cha did pretty much that exact same thing. He knew other people had dances out to Look What God Gave Her. And he, in his post on Facebook, he said something like, yeah, I know there are other dances. There, there's room for all of us out there. I'm just yeah. going to put this out there. You can dance it if you want. Otherwise, dance one of the others. It's not a big deal. Right. Totally mature adult way of approaching that. And yes, he's right. We all have the choice to dance whatever we want. So if you have some art to a dance... Uh, or to a song that you would like to put out in the form of dance, go ahead and release it. Maybe somebody out there will be part of your tribe who feels that yours is the best way of hitting the music, and you two can dance it together. Right. Yeah. That was that was Can't Walk Away With Us. We had to decide. Because mm-hmm. Roy Verdonk and Kelly uh, were... Kelly Kelly are? Yeah, they were each working on one... And we were working on one, and we were like, okay, what do we do? It's finished. Do we still put it out? And we decided that we loved it so much that even if it, we were the only two people dancing, it deserves its step shape. Mm-hmm. So we put it out. But, you know, like that's that's a, a thing you have to ask yourself is, is it worth putting it out there? Like, for instance, you and Sucker. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just said Julia Wetzel's is, is definitely, like, what you enjoy dancing. So it's it's a judgment call each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I with Put the Hurt on Me, it was really tough because I wanted to dance something to that so badly. But I didn't want to dance any just cha, some, yeah. some cha from Mavericks or Kodiaks or any of the other bars that we've gone to. You know, I didn't want to do a cowboy cha-cha or river city cha-cha. And it's a 28-count phrased set of phrases. Like... It, it, it goes for 28 counts, typically, and then it starts over and does 28 counts. Sometimes there's a four-count tag. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's 16 counts and a restart. Sometimes 16 counts and a tag. But mostly it's 28 counts. I saw dances being released while I was still working on mine that were 32, and I didn't understand that. Or 60. Yeah, or 60. And I, I knew that what I would, be en- would end up dancing and would enjoy dancing the most would be 28 counts. So I wanted to... Definitely look at the other dances and give them a chance and see how they hit when they go off by four counts and then another four counts and then off by another four counts and don't really stick to phrasing. I'm like, okay, well, that would be simpler. It's what people are familiar with. But what I want to dance hits every 28 counts. So I needed to finish mine. Regardless of what anyone else was going to dance, I needed to feel that song through a dance that had 28 counts that then started over. Mm-hmm. I think I made the right choice there, and I think we can really only take it one dance at a time in deciding what's the best call for Agreed. each. But I definitely, when it, come, when it came to Devils in the Canyon, I was so scared that shelving it means somebody else would find this song and then... 
I would feel devastated if they released something to it before I had an opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And it's more along the lines of with this one here, I want as many people to hear the song as possible and to dance something to it because that means I'll get to dance my dance. But I also know how much I fell in love with this song and it was like my baby and I wasn't quite ready to share my baby with the world. So it was an interesting uh, couple months there. Yeah, very suspenseful. We finally released it in Mm -hmm. the sense of teaching it at Pikes Peak. It got a really good response. So I was very, very, very pleased that my baby was accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it from here. After that teach from 4 o'clock to 4.50, Raymond taught Some Kind of Wonderful. And Joe taught Baby Westie by Steve Cavanaugh and Nightclub Baby Nightclub by Michelle Burton. And I stayed in the room for those lessons and those make excellent floor splits for any west coast swing rhythm music or nightclub rhythm music respectively nightclub being nightclub two-step after that was a dinner break that i guess was when we went to target mm-hmm. picked up some food and other supplies and then the welcome back party commenced classic night i have the playlist for classic night there were some that I really have very little to say about, and then there are there are some dances about which I have little to say. And then there are others that were interesting. For me, anyway. Uh, Starting from the top. There's one that cocks out in my mind. Which one? What? There's one that pops out oh, in pops my out. mind. After Come Dance With Me to get everyone warmed up, we had Lonely Drum, Wave on Wave, Imelda's Way. We did demos of the next night's teaches and course we will be discussing Saturday night in whole in a following episode then we had Aussie and Southern Delight one was floor split for the other Southern Delight I guess is an older dance I hadn't seen it before and Aussie was the floor split we then had Wallflower which was taught earlier Gypsy Queen at 8 40 p.m. 50 ways always a floor I totally thought of Courtney while dancing that yeah it's from I, dance I like that I now have that association with that dance. One of our students from Sonoma State Line Dance Club learned that dance, and she really, really enjoys it. And so every time now I dance it, I think of her. Hmm. We then had Ticket to the Blues, which I've followed before in Portland, but I have not formally learned, and I definitely should because it is a very popular dance. We had Ain't Misbehavin', Oh Baby, which was an earlier teach, Fall So Fast, an earlier teach, Champagne Promise, Dizzy, Graffiti and Baby Graffiti. I actually, you know, for having not learned graffiti and not, as someone who does not know how that feels and couldn't say much about, you know, main graffiti, I enjoyed Baby Graffiti. It had similarly satisfying hits on the bump, bump, can you feel it? And the patterns were easy enough to follow and retain even when you weren't watching the other dancers. Okay. Yeah, I was, Did you dan- do I was dancing graffiti, yeah. Makes sense. You taught it. So. <laughs> that was at... Um, hmm? That doesn't always mean anything. That's true. I, I no longer remember who's up all night, which came later in the playlist, but uh, I taught that at Palm Springs Winter Break. And that serves me right for being out of practice. I should get that one back. Right. We then head back on Texas time at another 
venue, since this was technically the first time we'd done it in the main ballroom at the main event and not at either Whiskey Baron or the pre-party at Copperhead Road. And yes, the crowd interaction in that one spot was intact. And we all did it, I think. It sounded like it. it was, I did. It was loud. Yeah. Yeah. After that was Taymont, T-E-E-M-A-N-T. That was Raymond's teach from earlier. I closed my eyes. Larger than life. That was an energetic one, for sure. American Kids, Lalo. This right here was when I started, um, I closed my eyes, was when I started walking around the floor. And because I was talking with people, I started dancing different dances in areas, different areas of the floor, mm -hmm. which is a new experience for me on a massive scale, mm -hmm. considering I probably did like four or five dances in a row in different places. Mm -hmm. So, that was cool. Yeah. Lalo, Mama Maria, country as can be. Mash my own taters. Toes, some kind of wonderful, which was a teach from earlier. Bada boom, bada bang happened at some point. And I just kind of dropped it in on the playlist because I knew that it happened, but I wasn't sure when. 11.59, just a phase. Devils in the canyon. Followed by, can't walk away. Yep. By the same choreographers as... Devils in the Canyon. Blue Knight Cha. We after a very quick walkthrough of that quarter side, quarter, yes, half shuffle. Yes, and I appreciated that. Because yeah. I don't ever remember how this one starts. Yeah. Ever. Then we had Hold Your Horses by Special Request. This one. This one was quite the experience. Hmm. Um, we had one woman a year ago at Pike's Peak Line Dance see you dance this dance. And she walked away with one goal, and that was to learn this dance so that she could dance it with you this year. And so that was the special request. However, when we were getting all lined up to start the dance, you had moved from my right side to my left side, telling me, you can dance next to John. Hmm. Knowing that John and Jill, who were dancing next to each other, we're going to have some fun. I figured they'd probably include you as well. You are a player when you, when you dance some of these playful dances. And then Cheryl was in the back row behind them. And at one point, Jill was dancing with one of those toy horse heads on a stick thing that you get to pretend like you're riding a real horse while dancing hold your horses. And it traveled to John and it traveled back to Jill and other things happened and... It was a mess and hilarious, and it was so funny that I actually couldn't remember how to dance the dance anymore. I had to stop because I was laughing so hard. It was a good time. I'm glad that we danced it recently in Reno so that it was fresh. Yes, that is true. And I'm really glad that Dave got it all on video. Indeed. I would like to see that at some point. I guess we're going to have to buy the DVD right? from Pike's Peak Line Dance, which you can look for online and maybe even attend in 2020 you should attend definitely a couple of uh staff members will be returning from maybe an area near you if you're in california in northern california specifically pike speak 2020 anyway new tattoo tgif havana cha cruising havana unana 
the floor split. This was a three-way, at least a three-way floor split. And it was called as Havana Cha and Havana Unana, but also cruising was going on. And I think you just shouted that out. So <laughs> there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Because at Pike's Peak the previous year, Joe had asked me what dance I do to Havana. And I, I kind of laughed it off. I was like, well, actually, we do cruising. And she got so excited. She goes, me too. Mm. So then as soon as she called it, I pointed to Joe, who was standing center on the floor because she had just finished the dance prior. TGIF, one of hers. And I pointed to her and I said, cruising. And, and Joe raised her hand. She goes, cruising in the back. Yeah. And then Jill said something along the lines of cruising in the back and chicken dance and something else. Electric slide. Your, <laughs> electric slide, chicken dance, find your friends. Yep. <laughs> After that, we had sucker and easy sucker, or as Jill described it over the mic, I think uh, with some prodding sucker. from John. Yeah, easy suckers on the left, hard suckers on the right, or and then vice versa. Teresa's sucker on, on the left, and yeah. And I think at the end of it, when the song ends, she's like, wow, you all sucked. Or something like that. Something along those um, lines. I do have to say, Jill's not great. knowing Julia Wetzel's sucker, mm-hmm. Easy Sucker hit really nicely, and it was fun, and it was very accessible. So it's actually something I am considering teaching, potentially, on our Thursday nights, so that... I could have some people dance the beginner dance and then have our kids from Sonoma State who really, really enjoy that song dance in the back as well so that we get a little bit more people dancing and enjoying the song. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that I've seen as an option um, as of the last 24 hours is to take the first half of Julia Wetzel's Sucker and split it off so that that danced alone is its own beginner dance. The first half is a lot easier than the second half. It's just right shuffle, left shuffle, right rocking chair, jazz box to the right, jazz box to the right, step, heel, toe, heel, step, heel, toe, heel, out, out, in, in, hips, right, hips, left. All the weird syncopation that makes that dance as unique as it is and uh, a minor challenge that is satisfying to complete happens in the second half. So if you do just the first half, then eventually they sync back up. At some points they sync back up. Um, and it's, it's manageable. I, I would guess that with a name like EZ, with the letters E and Z in the title, EZ Sucker, it's probably even easier than just doing the first half of Julia Wetzel's Sucker. Yes. I guess we could just do a three-way floor split. Or we just do regular Sucker and Easy Sucker. Whatever is easiest. (laughs) Yuck. Thank you all for still listening to Light Dance Podcast. We appreciate you. At 10.44 p.m., Blessed, followed by Omi Omayo, which I floor split with just a two-steppin'. I remember that. Yeah. And then we had two-minute closers. This was Jill's way of playing people's requests without having to play them all the way through and bump one off completely. She was able to give people a taste of each of the following dances while not playing them in their entirety. We had Who's Up All Night, followed by The Wolf, and Play That Sax. Hoot Nanny. 
Oh, and actually it was damn or it was damn with five exclamation split. points and Joe and John on the side Lit. did Hoot and Nanny. Yep. And I joined them because I know Hoot and Nanny. I don't know the other one. I used to know the other one. I demoed the other one. Couldn't tell you to do it now. So the easy sucker I wanted to correct real quick. Okay. Is actually spelt out E A S Y sucker dot 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 by step five six seven eight. Oh ho. So in case you want to look that one up. That's Punctuation the one that... is important on Copper Knob and other sites as well. Yes. Um, so. That's why we always say five exclamations after the Damn. word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, that is certainly something to consider. Mm-hmm. After that, we had beautiful goodbye. That ended the night at 11.03 p.m. And that was it for Classics Night. Did we get sleep? I hope we did. Not that night we didn't. Oh, no. That was the night we stayed up and talked to, to John because the, the ballroom technically closed at 11. I think we were filtering out. We were. I was looking at my Duolingo at 11.20 thinking, oh, I could get one, one more of these in before midnight. And I think four hours later-ish, about 3.20 yeah. to 3.40, that was when we all started heading back to bed. Yeah. And it was just because we enjoyed sitting and with John, yeah, and and yeah, hearing about his life and uh, his cat sharing squirt. experiences, hmm? his cat squirt, yeah, or uh, his night fury, or what else he called it, gold golden eyes or something like that, love bug, love bug, yeah. yes. Um, we were actually originally standing, but at some point you were brave and you walked over to a chair and sat down. So I'm like, okay, the seal is broken. I'm getting a chair. And I dragged one over and I sat down. Yes. John, poor John, just stood the whole time. Four yes. hours straight. Um, and I was also the one to break the seal saying that, okay, guys, I love talking to you, but I need to head to bed. And then you both just kind of got up and started going to bed too. I was like, okay, cool. works for me. Yeah, because I had a then 10 a.m. teach. That's what I was worried about was the 10 a.m. teach. And I was like, it's 3.30. I want to be fresh. And looking at the schedule, we actually got up even earlier because there is a welcome and warm-up with Joe, And she mentioned that sometimes during the welcome and warm-up, she likes to have all of the instructors and dancers who are just then arriving on Saturday interact and get to know each other. And I thought, okay, well, if this is something that's important to Joe, it's important to me. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or say during that period, but I want to be there and ready for whatever happens. So I got down there in time for this 8.50 a.m. welcome and warm-up, and I stuck around through her beginner technique and my 10 o'clock teach. And at some point, much later on Saturday, I napped. But as of the previous night, I... I, I just squoze in whatever hours, scant few hours I could before the early wake up. Yeah, I knew I was going to need some time to decompress once I got to my room mm-hmm. and, you know, brushed my teeth and took off my makeup and got ready for bed. And I was going to still want that, like, as bad as this sounds, because you shouldn't have screen time this close to sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet, social media updating and... Mm-hmm. Maybe watch an episode of the TV show that I've been watching and so on and so forth. So I was getting to that point where I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be up tomorrow morning and look like a human being and be ready for Joe's classes, I need to get to bed. 
All right, before we uh, make closing remarks, I'd just like to remind everybody out there to put in your votes on linedancerweb.com for the dances that you especially enjoy right now. Also remember to update the dances you have learned and taught on kickit.to so that you can submit those to the World Dance Instructor Survey, as mentioned in the previous episode. And hey, while you're at it, check out Country Soul on Facebook, run by our friend Byron Roberson. He does a great job of sharing the country dance scene with the world through videos and other means of, uh, of engagement. For Line Dance Podcast, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.